Is Kenneth Walker the best running back in the 2022 NFL Draft? We'll dive dive in in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by my fantastic co-host, Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Locked on Dynasty. And be sure to hit that subscribe button because we are going to be coming at you fast and furious with some rookie content over the next couple of months to get you prepped for your rookie drafts. Uh, We've got the NFL Combine right around the corner. We've got lots to talk about here today. But we are going to preview Kenneth Walker, so I'm pretty excited about that, Marcus. Uh, as am I. I kind of went into uh, watching his film last night being, eh, uh, just kind of based on what people were saying and kind of surprised, Kate. I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to talk about it. But we got some other NFL news that we have to hit on first. Uh, and this is fairly significant for Dynasty players. So the Packers are like $100 billion over the cap right now. They're trying to find ways to get under so they can maybe bring back Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So one of the contracts that they restructured was Aaron Jones, uh, and they created a little bit over $3 million of cap space. Uh, why that's gotta important start for somewhere. Dynasty. <laughs> yes, yeah, you got to start somewhere. Little, little moves. Why that's important for Dynasty players is, I mean, for sure, for sure it means that Aaron Jones is on the roster in 2022, we knew that. But now it's very likely, Kate, that he's on the roster in 2023 and 2024 uh, after the restructure. And for people that were waiting on an A.J. Dillon breakout, it might not be coming anytime soon. Uh, What are your thoughts of the Packers restructuring Aaron Jones? There's a couple of interesting angles here. So first, I think we should talk about uh, what does this mean for – AJ Dillon, but then I want to go back to what this means for Aaron Jones, who did see a decrease in production this year, has seen a drop in his dynasty value. Uh, AJ Dillon, he had a fantastic season. Uh, we really saw him break out, flourish this year, averaged 11 PPR points per game, had three performances of 20 or more fantasy points in PPR formats, which Uh, I don't think any of us necessarily forecasted, especially with the fact that Aaron Jones was active for 15 games this season. Uh, I think Aaron Jones, we've seen a uh, a, a uptick in his receiving production. Everything is trending in the right direction for Aaron Jones. Uh, Had 1,100 scrimmage yards, uh, 221 touches from scrimmage this year. A.J. Dillon, Um, sorry, A.J. Dillon, just to be clear. A.J. Dillon, yes, I'm sorry. So everything's everything's moving in the right direction, but for Aaron Jones, it feels like it's not. Um, A.J. Dillon, though, I, I think he's an interesting prospect because we have seen him be productive with Aaron Jones still in the mix, still on the field. For me, he's kind of feeling like a buy, mm. uh, especially if people are going to be significantly downgrading AJ a. Dillon in their rankings because of this news. Uh, I'm I'm going to buy the dip with AJ Dillon because I'm not sure that there's a better RB two RB three that you could have in your lineup with this kind of upside right now. All right, so here's the problem with me is. 
I think you look at those year-end stats and they don't look bad. They actually look like a low-end RB2, right? The problem is how in the world do you ever know when to start A.J. Dillon, right? He is so dependent on touchdowns. Okay, he never had a game last year with over 85 rushing yards, right? He's not a super big, you know, performer in the receiving game. He did have 334 yards, but there was, I'm looking at it now, one, two, three, four games where he had zero receptions. So I just think this really uh, dampens the, the breakout potential, right? I think people were hoping, hey, maybe 2022, he gets a little bit more work, and then 2023, this is this is his time. I, I just wonder if that's not going to happen, and he's always going to be part of a committee. Let, let's take a look at where he's currently ranked on Dynasty League football. Running back 23. The I running have backs- to imagine that drops significantly yeah. after this, this restructure. Um, but- and are you telling me you wouldn't value – so, I mean, the, the thing that I, – I, the approach that I would take with A.J. Dillon at this point – Um, I don't think you put him in your lineup as one of these guys that you're just banking on, uh, you know, 10 points necessarily week in, week out. Uh, This season, he was a RB3 or worse in 65% of his games. But in the games that he performed, he might have won you the week. Uh, So for me, if I'm, uh, you know, if, if this is a deep league where I've got maybe three flex spots, he's just a guy that I'm going to leave in one of those flex spots all season. And take the highs and lows. And that's my approach with AJ Dillon. And I think uh, that the, that production might actually be affordable now that, uh, you know, he's, he's not guaranteed any sort of starting role right out of the gate. All right. Let's look at some running backs that are ranked around where he is right now. And I, again, I gotta believe this is going to drop a little bit, but uh, Elijah Mitchell running back 19. That's silly. Elijah Mitchell. Travis Etienne, running back 20. Travis Etienne. Yep. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back 21. Oof. And that one I can I'm, I can see because we've – I can see, but I'm still going with CEH. Okay. Josh Jacobs or A.J. Dillon? Josh Jacobs. Okay. So those are all guys ranked ahead of him, so we, we agree there. Now the guys ranked behind him, A, uh, Miles Sanders. Uh, I'm going to take Miles Sanders just for the receiving upside. Okay. Michael Carter. Man, I guess I'm lower on AJ Dillon than, uh, than maybe I thought, but I'm I would take, take AJ Dillon in this one because I, I've got a feeling that one of the guys that we might be talking about today could potentially land in New York with the jets. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah. Uh, I... Kareem Hunt. Oh my, Both? I guess I'm, I, both are really part-time players in their own offense. Um, but I, I I, mean, Kareem Hunt, when he's been on the field, uh, even as a part-time player, has still performed as a top 10, top 15 running back. So you have to go with Kareem Hunt. And the last one, Tony Pollard. Um, in a sim- similar situation, right? He's behind a running back with a huge cap number. However, this is Pollard's last year on his rookie contract. It's feasible that he could get out underneath the Ezekiel Elliott shadow sooner than AJ Dillon would behind Aaron Jones. Uh, yeah, I think for that fact alone, you got to roll with uh, Tony Pollard, but interestingly enough, I, I think uh, the production that we've seen from AJ Dillon as a backup has 
superseded sure. what we've seen from Tony Pollard as a backup. So that's uh, see, that's on their standalone value in the coming season, I will take uh, AJ Dillon, but for the contract opportunity, Tony Pollard. So this is a fun little exercise because I think I, I, I kind of agree with you. I came into this thinking, yeah, he's probably still a top 22, 23 running back. And, you know, you go through some of the names. This is not even counting the rookie class that's going to come in. And we're looking at him more as running back 29, running back 30. Maybe this is a good time to sell him if people are still valuing him as a top 20 dynasty running back. Uh, all right. That is uh, that's it for the Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon section. Let's move on to Kenneth Walker. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, so many people are giving up on their New Year's, New Year's resolutions, but not us because we've got Built Bar to help us out. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. With most Built Bars only containing 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs, but they have 17, 17 grams of protein. Uh, you're going to love them because they taste better than candy bars and they're healthier for you. Plus, they have so many great flavors coming out all the time. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And a new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. Uh, mm. If you think a flavor might be good, just wait. They'll make it. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Kate, we are talking today about Michigan State running back Kenneth Walker, who some people have as the RB1 in this class. After watching him and doing your research, what are your thoughts on the player? Love the player. Uh, I will say out of all of the rookie prospects so far, Kenneth Walker has been my favorite to watch. Mm. Um, he is at 5'10", 206. He is the top running back on PFF's big board right now. Um I mean, so fun, so fun. He can break uh, pretty much any tackle. I love watching him move side to side. Uh, just he's got incredible breakaway speed. Uh, he's a home run hitter and he's super yes, fun yes. to watch again. But Marcus, I got to say, I'm a little bit concerned because uh, the lack of target share, the lack of uh, you know usage as a pass blocker, how do we get by these things in terms of his valuation as a top end running back? Cause we know how important these things are to a getting you playing time on an NFL field and B getting you fantasy points, especially when you're playing in a half PPR full PPR scoring format. I think it depends a little bit on the team, right? So I'm looking at Kenneth Walker's stats. He had 13 catches for 89 yards this year. That's that's all he did, right? Poo. It's poo. It's not great. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't catch the ball out of the backfield, right? It just means that Michigan State didn't put him in that spot. You even look at somebody like Le'Veon Bell during his time with Michigan State. Didn't get a ton of receiving work. He got a little bit more, like 32 receptions in a season, but it's not like he was lighting up you know, the passing game. So I want to see him at the combine. I want to see him at the pro day show off some of that receiving skills because I, we, we've seen this before. I know Josh Jacobs was an example coming out of Alabama where they didn't throw him the ball a lot. Um, Melvin Gordon coming out of Wisconsin, similar situation. It just doesn't bother me all that much. Now, the pass blocking does because he's he's not a good pass blocker at all. Um, but neither was 
like Adrian Peterson and some of these other elite backs. Like you can get away with that if you are a really good runner, and he is. He's he's definitely, I think, my vote for the best pure runner in this class. Um, like you said, the pass blocking opportunities. He didn't have um, a, a ton of usage there, but 58 total pass blocking opportunities in the 2021 season. He allowed one sack, four hurries. Uh, that he's not good. I, he's just not good. I, no, um, he's just not overly efficient there. No. Um, but I mean, when it comes to his ability as a rusher, ranked second in the FBS this season with 1,634 rushing yards, seventh in the SBS, FBS with 18 rushing touchdowns. Um, he's explosive, ranked second in the FBS, uh, along with Bryant Kobach of Toledo in mm-hmm. terms of his rushes of 10 or more yards. Like he's so explosive. Uh, he can carry a huge workload, ranks seventh in touches this year. I mean, he is uh, just in uh, like a, a workhorse running back. And we do know that that's something that we can value very high in fantasy. I also love that he played really well in some big games this year, like the Michigan game, right? Michigan went to the, you know, the playoffs. He had 23 carries for 197 yards and five touchdowns. He also caught three passes in the game. Like that kind of stuff matters to me. Like if you are, and that defense has how many first round picks on it between Aiden Hutchinson, David Ojabo, Daxton Hill. I mean, they're just absolutely loaded with NFL talent. And he ran through them. Uh, I don't think he's probably going to end up being a first round pick in the actual NFL draft, but top of the second makes a lot of sense. And I think that's kind of where he's valued. We're going to talk about, where do we'd like to see him land? But as a prospect, so I don't think he's all that different, not in terms of like style, but in terms of ability to like J.K. Dobbins, who came out in the 2020 draft, and DeAndre Swift. I think he's in that similar tier. Yeah, I, I would agree. Ranked first in yards after contact, first in missed tackles force. He's just um, – he's kind of a bulldozer, and I love that. And, you know, I think uh, – after spending enough time talking with me about running backs that that's the kind of style of yeah, running back yeah. that I just want to eat for breakfast. And is it um, why you have a Nashi Harris Jersey right behind you? <laughs> it, it might be maybe Kenneth Walker's next. We'll find out. Uh, all right. Just comparing him to, to last year's draft class. He's probably not the prospect that Najee Harris is right. Correct. Do you think he is as good or better than Javante Williams? Yes, absolutely. Mm. Um, and I, 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 I 100% I disagree. Think what, what makes both of these guys, I think, really unique is their elusive nature. And we know that uh, coming out of school, even coming out in his first season in the NFL without a full time workload, elusiveness was like his uh, staple of yep. everything that he did on the field. And I think that's a lot of what Kenneth Walker does. Um, the ability to break tackles, the ability to make big plays. I think that he and Javante Williams have a, a similar skill set there. But what I'm going to say is that it probably uh, their comparison to one another is probably going to uh, fall into landing spot for me. Yeah. Uh, does Kenneth Walker have to compete with another running back right now? That is the question that I think makes them um, is going to differentiate these two running backs a bit more. And in terms of like size too, they're, they're very, very, He's the very beefier similar. man. 
Yeah, I mean, Javante Williams came in at 5'9.5", 212. Uh, Kenneth Walker is supposed to come in at, like, what, 5'10.5", 215 pounds-ish around there. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, Javante Williams uh, ran a 4'5'7". From everything that I've heard, the whispers and some of the data that he's been working on, like 4'4'8 is Kenneth Walker's 40. So you're getting a guy that's a, maybe a little bit bigger and a little bit faster and with all that production in the Big Ten, it's hard not to like him quite a bit, even despite some of the passing game flaws. Yeah, I, I think we've we've got ourselves a very interesting prospect here. Uh, all right, before we move on to to doing the where we think he's going to land, where he could, you know, the best landing spot, we watched Brees Hall. Was that last week? Yeah, last week, last Friday. How do you stack him up compared to Brees Hall? Which one do you like better? So for me, I, I think Kenneth Walker is the better pure runner. But mm-hmm. as the fantasy prospect, I am going to roll with Brees Hall just because of the fact that uh, I think he is going to translate much, much better to uh, the NFL field in terms of his usage as a receiver, in terms of his uh, you know, just overall skill set. I think he's a little bit more well-rounded for me. Um, But if Kenneth Walker can beef up some of these pass blocking abilities, if we can see uh, some of that production as a receiver, I do think he is the better pure runner. We comped Brees Hall to like Joe Mixon, that style of running back, right? Um, Our friends at PFF compared Kenneth Walker to D'Angelo Williams, uh, a really good player for the Panthers and for the Steelers for that one year. Do you like that comp? I like that comp, but let me tell you who who reminded me or who I was thinking of while watching Kenneth okay. Walker, and I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts. How about a Ronald Jones, a oh, guy okay. with some like breakoff abilities? Like we know Ronald Jones can absolutely take one to the house if he can miss, uh, make those miss force tackles. But um, you know he can. He I think can he runs move. with more power than Ronald Jones, though. Okay, okay, I like that. Um, uh, and I don't we all it, know no. how high the communicate or the community has been on Ronald Jones. So let's put that into perspective. If if Kenneth Walker is a more powerful Ronald Jones, but I I love the the comparison to him in terms of that ability to just absolutely hit a home run. And um, I mean, all it takes is one misforced tackle, and these guys could be out of the gate into the end zone. All right, let's take one more quick break so we can tell you guys about Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that online where the game starts. All right, Kate, let's, uh, let's start looking at some potential landing spots for Kenneth Walker, because I do feel like there are some teams probably not in the first round, but in the second round that could be really, really attractive for him. Uh, what are some of your favorite landing spots for Kenneth Walker? Uh, the second round, the beginning of the second round, uh, first half of the second round is where I think there's a lot of potential to see Kenneth Walker go. There are so many interesting fits. There are a lot of teams in this half of the second round that are 
in need of a running back. And I think uh, in need of a running back that has, you know, that pure running ability like Kenneth Walker does. Uh, earlier, you mentioned the New York Jets. They're picking mm -hmm. at 35 and 38. So they've got two of these early second round picks. If they are looking to round out that running back room, uh, you know, find a complimentary asset to Michael Carter, who I I really like Michael Carter. So um, do I. I, I think yeah. he had a pretty underrated rookie season here. But uh, if they're looking to beef up that, uh, you know, that area of the field and give him an asset that um, can share the workload uh, would be a really interesting fit. Uh, but there are also some other teams like uh, Houston picking at 37. Um, sure. Seattle, pending on what they decide to do with uh, Rashad Penny, if they want to offer him an extension, which that's my bet. Yep. But if they're not, I think this is the perfect fit because Seattle, a team that loves to run the ball, um, that could be a really interesting fit, the Seattle Seahawks. All right. I want to go back to the Jets really quickly because we mentioned them for Brees Hall as well. I actually like the Kenneth Walker fit so much more than Hall for them because of the exact reason you just mentioned, right? Like what doesn't Walker do well? It's play on third downs. If you have Michael Carter, those guys fit perfectly together. And listen, if you're spending the 38th pick, I know – in the actual NFL draft, drafting a running back inside the top 50 when you're a rebuilding team is probably not the smartest thing in the world. However, listen, I get that. Like, if you're just trying to sur surround Zach Wilson with talent, I think those two guys would fit really, really well together. Uh, that would make a ton of sense. Uh, let's look at a couple other situations. What about Washington? Now, I know Washington has a bunch of other needs, and we love Antonio Gibson. Um, but it seems like they're pretty – set on making Antonio Gibson a part-time back and he's a fantastic receiver. What if you bring in Kenneth Walker and you let him do a lot of between the tackle stuff, you still get Antonio Gibson, his 12 to 15 touches a game. It's just not between the tackles all the time. So this is actually probably my least favorite fit. Uh, and I will tell you um, no offense, Marcus. I love no, you. I love, uh, but Washington um, and it's not to say that uh, it wouldn't technically. So all the things you mentioned, those are the technical reasons why Kenneth Walker would be a great fit for this offense. However, the usage of Antonio Gibson uh, as more of a pure runner instead of that third down back, um, if that had been, uh, you know, if if utilizing him as a third round back or third down, down back, back yeah had been uh, their MO for his seasons in the league so far, I would say you're 100% right. But I know they no, gave they, him J.D. because like all the touches in the past. Yes. And, so I just, that, I just that's didn't know my that, concern. That was, I didn't know if that was just a way to to pace Gibson some so he doesn't get too many touches or if they're if concerned gonna about If you're going to pace him, him though, Marcus, you don't give him, uh, you know, 15, 20 plus carries a game. I, so I don't disagree. I, I've, that still, it seems like their intention is not to utilize Antonio Gibson as that third round back. So I think you'd basically which makes be no drafting. sense at all. It, oh, it makes no really, sense. You're you have a converted wide receiver college. here. Yes, exactly. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. I, I I agree with you. I'm just trying to if the if the Washington Commanders were thinking rationally, that's Logically, the way to do it. Yeah, it's it, a perfect fit. 
basically turn Gibson into Alvin Kamara, right? Where he's still the lead back. He's just getting his 15 touches differently than another running back and let, and let Walker do the inside stuff, you know, a la Mark Ingram a couple of years ago, right? Uh, I got a different one. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, using their draft simulator, the team that has drafted Kenneth Walker the most in their, their simulations, which I think is really a, a cool uh, trend, is the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, that would that make was the ton team of I wanted to bring up next, Mark. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you do it. Go ahead. Okay. So I, uh, I, I actually kind of really like this fit, but it, it is going to pivot on what this team decides to do with Cordero Patterson and free agency. Um, Cordero Patterson, he is set to hit free agency this year, but um, I I think we saw this year that he kind of found a really nice uh, niche role with them, but where he found that success, I think, and was the most useful to this team was as a receiver pair Cordero Patterson with his second contract with the team uh, and utilize his receiving abilities and pair that with the rushing ability of Kenneth Walker. And I think you'd have a very, very difficult backfield to stop on virtually every down. I don't disagree at all. One more team that we need to mention, uh, Miami Dolphins. He's been going in a ton of their second round mocks. Uh, They have picked number 50 probably in the range of where he'll go. I just don't know if I see Mike McDaniel spending a second round pick on a running back. I I've kind of the history of the 49ers is they like to grab their guys on day three with lots of speed or sign guys in free agency. It's possible, but do you like the fit in Miami? Uh, yeah, that's kind I, of why I feel. I, I think I'm, I'm having trouble with Miami here, Marcus, because I'm trying to figure out, uh, what this team is going to look like. Um, you know, we saw Miles Gaskin and his role. We've seen him utilized a lot as a receiver, um, but we don't really know what this team is going to look like necessarily in terms of scheme just yet. So I'm reluctant to put a running back in here that I think might be a little bit more scheme dependent. And uh, we're not quite sure how he's going to flourish in terms of his overall usage as a receiver as well. I'm I'm a little iffy there. I'd much rather see Miami just build your offensive line. Use use your first two picks to build up the offensive line. That way, whether it's Gaskin, whether it's somebody else you get late in the draft or free agent, you can actually look good because that offensive line is so bad right now. I don't know if any running back can make them look good. You know, so build up your offensive line, Miami. Try to make Tua and Jalen Waddle look good, and then and then worry about the running back. Uh, any final thoughts on Kenneth Walker before we head out? Uh, no, I, I, I'm very excited for Kenneth Walker. Uh, I think he, like I said, just so fun to watch run. Uh, just, just, uh, head on over. I, I don't know what film room you guys use. Uh, there's, uh, one website, the FF astronauts, they've got a free mm-hmm. tape room. Uh, I highly recommend just watching Kenneth Walker, uh, and you will walk away with love in your heart. Uh, yeah. So we, we've seen two running backs now, uh, we, we still uh, you can go back and listen to uh, Matt and Ryan talk about Isaiah Spiller uh, from a couple of days ago. Those are pretty much the consensus top three running backs. Uh, we're going to get into some other guys here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've got the combine coming up, which will certainly help, you know, with our evaluations. It might even change some of our evaluations. Uh, so be on the lookout for all of the Locked on Dynasty football podcasts four times a week. Uh, OK, well, you and I will be back on Monday. 
uh, to talk about a pretty interesting receiver from Georgia that I'm uh, I'm excited to, to talk about because I saw last night on Twitter people were getting really excited about this player. Uh, we'll talk about him on Monday. Follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. You can follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. We are on YouTube. We're on all of your favorite podcast platforms. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys next time.